Hey guys, welcome to the fourth season of Canada Chicks podcast. Before I introduce you guys to our lovely guest today, this episode is brought to you by Happy Valley, who strives to give everyone the premium cannabis experience by providing consistent quality products and exceptional customer service. It was founded by longtime cannabis consumers who are frustrated with the industry's erratic experiences and lack of accountability. Guys, they really do have some of the best in Massachusetts. I was honestly giving up on dispensary flour because the quality I was getting was just not there. But with Happy Valley, they cure their cannabis flour for two weeks or more to provide an enhanced terpene profile, ideal moisture ratio, and increased psychotropic potency. Their pre-rolls are filled with pure ground flour, never trim. And for my cannabis connoisseurs out there, you can easily tell how big of a difference that makes. Didn't get that promotion you wanted? Happy Valley. Your crush left you on red? Try Happy Valley. Not only in the stressful times, but in the good times when you have the chance to enhance any moment. Why not pick up your own stash to enjoy? Visit Happy Valley in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code DOPE. Now let's get into it. So today I'm here with Bianca. She is a video creator in the spiritual slash psychedelic niche. And by keeping up with her content, I've watched her travel all over the place, go on crazy adventures and host some awesome retreats. So Bianca, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Also, I have to say like, I don't actually smoke, but your ad made me want to smoke Happy Valley. So. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> that worked. <laughs> awesome. So first, please tell us your background. Where are you originally from and how did you get into psychedelics? So I am originally from Canada. Um, I grew up in Ontario. Love that for me. Um, and then how did I get into psychedelics? Okay, so I'm almost 30 years old. And when I was growing up, like, I don't know, like I drank a lot in high school, but I never really liked drinking. Um, but I just didn't do drugs Mm -hmm. or I didn't do psychedelics or plant medicines or anything. Like I tried weed a couple times and I didn't like it. Like it made me super anxious. Mm -hmm. So I truly believed that everything was like weed and I'm super grateful. My mom was not someone who said like, Oh, don't do drugs. It just wasn't even a thing that came to mind for me because I wasn't not allowed to do it. Um, I think it was like a rule that I needed to break in any way. Mm. My mom was like, oh, you'll probably experiment. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) And then, um, yes, then I went to university and uh, yeah, I didn't really do anything then either. Like I kind of heard about things like MDMA but I was also an athlete at the time. Like I did competitive running for over a decade Wow! and it just wasn't really like in my field. I was just like, Oh, like whatever. And then I also had this mindset, like, Oh, like, cause I didn't really understand substances. I was like, Oh, like I bet that I'll take MDMA and I'll be like the one statistic. I'll be the person that dies or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and then I always felt like, so I moved back to Toronto after university and I was working in bars and acting, kind of like hating my life that mainly became more like traveling and bartending and going to festivals. Now I've actually been to festivals since 2012, but 
um, back then, like I would only drink a little bit for it. And again, like I also thought there was something wrong with me. Cause like, I didn't like going to bars. That wasn't really my scene. I found the energy so chaotic. Um, and then I've always wanted to go to Burning Man since I was 14. And I remember one day it was like the winter time and I was just like hating my life. Cause I hated working in bars, but I made a lot of money and I was researching and like, I think Burning Man had just ended. And I was like, what's something similar to Burning Man? That's not Burning Man. And then I discovered this festival in Canada on the West Coast. Ooh. And it's the amazing festival. It's called Shambhala. It's in the middle of the forest. Um, yeah, so I discovered Shambhala and I bought two tickets, one for me and I bought one to give to my best friend. And um, I didn't really know anything about it. I was just like, oh, like this looks really fun. And a week before the festival, my best friend calls me and she was like, Bianca, there's no alcohol allowed at this festival. What do we do? <laughs> well, I guess we have to do drugs. <laughs> the only other option. <laughs> yeah. So we literally go out to the West Coast of Canada where there were dispensaries at the time. Like we've kind of always just been available in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like 25 at the time. I just never did anything. And I, I didn't understand it at all. But yeah, I went to this dispensary and I bought edibles. And then I was like, by the way, do you have anything else? <laughs> and then this man, he's like, oh, I know this old lady. She can sell you whatever you need. Oh. So I messaged this old woman and me like not understanding drugs. I like research mushrooms. For some reason, I decide to order 10 grams of mushrooms for me and my best friend. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, I ordered 10 grams of mushrooms, four tabs of acid, and two grams of MDMA. And to be honest, like my friend, she'd asked for like other stuff too. And I pretended that it wasn't available because like, I don't know, I don't do like Coke or anything like that. Um, and I also didn't really understand ketamine at the time. So it just wasn't even like a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so we go to this festival we get a ride up from these two guys that we met um through a, like a Facebook ride share group and they're like so who are you camping with we're like haha we don't have anyone to camp with we're gonna camp with you <laughs> <laughs> so we end up joining this group of like 15 people who've been going to Shambhala for years and the average age at Shambhala honestly is a lot older it's not like a, a typical like I don't know. It's not like one of those like young, like festivals where people are like in neon and being stupid. Like people are older. They kind of know how to handle themselves. They know how to handle like psychedelics, all that kind of thing. It's also a very safe space. Um, I'd say like, honestly, the average age is probably like 30 plus. And like, there's a sanctuary, there's a drug testing center. Like you're very, very safe. And the fact that there's no alcohol, I think is so much better. Like the vibe is amazing and people aren't being idiots and mixing drugs and alcohol, which is like right. where a lot of the issues stem from when people overdose. Um, so yeah, so we went and like the first day I was honestly so stupid. I ate like a, a full apple, like a hundred milligrams of THC. Oh and that's actually the most fucked I've ever been in my life. <laughs> oh my God. A hundred milligrams. Wow. She, she went like right in. It was too much. I like, and I don't like weed, like any day, like I'll try anything, but like weed, I'm like, no. So yeah, so that was like a really, really hard day. However, my best friend and I came up with this saying that we always say, we're like, 
every five minutes you will get less high. So if you're ever struggling, that's a good I always tell people remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then the next day we were with this group of new friends and we did like half a tab of acid and it was so fun. Like it was just, yeah, just like laughing for hours and hours. And that really like opened my mind. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, this is what I've been missing out on. <laughs> and, um, to be honest, like we actually did go to the sanctuary at one point, which is where you go if you're getting overwhelmed. Um, cause my best friend got a bit overwhelmed, but you know, there was an awesome volunteer there. I was coloring in a coloring book and we hadn't made an intention. So, so funny to get my best friend to leave the sanctuary. I was like, let's make an intention. We're going to find all the sunflowers at the festival. And yeah. that's what we did. Um, and yeah. And then I guess that weekend, we, I tried like a little bit of mushrooms, not enough to feel anything. Like I literally gave everything away. Um, like I tried like, I think maybe half a gram of mushrooms. And then we did like more like MDMA that weekend. But even that, I feel like the first time that I did MDMA, first off, one of the best nights of my entire life. Um, it was so fun. And like that truly did open my mind even more. I was like, oh my gosh, we should love ourselves and everyone else. There's so much more to all of this. And it was actually a kind of trippy for me. Um, which was interesting because I've heard other people talk about MDMA, like being kind of psychedelic and it's even used in like therapy now. Um, but yeah, I think the first weekend that I ever did MDMA, that's when it was like the most kind of psychedelic. Um, so yeah, that was how I got into all of this. And then I think because I was older, I was like, what the fuck? Like I've been like doing a job that I don't like for whatever reason, because I think I need to be a certain way. I'm like, none of this even matters. Like, how do people not know about these things that can like open your mind? Um, yeah. So that's, that's where it all began. (laughs) Awesome. You just tried everything that one festival weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Why did you decide to move to Costa Rica? Mm, So I was here in February, 2020 for Envision Music Festival. And to be honest, like everything happened so fast from when I started doing psychedelics and, um, like that was 2018, I think. Yeah, that was 2018. And then I started, you know, doing more trips. Like I remember, um, yeah, just like doing more LSD at events and actually, no, I didn't do LSD again until 2019 at Africa Burn. Honestly, it all started with Shambhala. And then I started like opening my mind more, like going on different trips. To be honest, first I was kind of doing more the MDMA thing on occasion. Cause I was like, wow, there's nothing wrong with me. I just don't like to go to bars where people are getting fucked up. I prefer events where it's about like the music and mm-hmm. connection. Um, but yeah, so then I started getting like super passionate about psychedelics. Cause I was like, wait a minute, these things are opening my mind so much. And then I went to Costa Rica for the first time in January, 2019. And that was a very different trip. It's like when I was kind of like in the midst of realizing, like I hated being in Canada so Mm -hmm. much. And I was only there to like be an actor when I didn't even want to be an actor. Like I'd always wanted to do YouTube. Like that was the thing. Um, So yeah, that was a very different trip in Costa Rica though. That was like literally 
just getting fucked up for a week. I came back to Canada. And to be honest, I was kind of in that party vibe for a couple months, but it just made me like really realize like how much I hated that. Like, I think there's a big difference between partying or taking a substance with intention because you want to like enhance an experience. Like you're at a festival, you're at Burning Man, you want to enhance the lights, you know? But then I feel like in Canada and especially in Toronto, there's a lot of people that are just partying to like numb themselves and to run away from things. It's very like hustle mindsets. A lot of like, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm talking shit about Toronto, but it's kind of like cocaine alcohol vibes, which Hmm. is not cool. Um, Very chaotic. So yeah. And then I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to be here. And then you know, I'd always wanted to go to Burning Man. Um, but I think the tickets were already sold out at that point. But I had had these two Africa burn tickets for a while, which is um, Burning Man in South Africa. Because I think I'd been looking up after Shambhala. I was like, what's something like Burning Man in Shambhala? Mm. Africa burn, which is like the regional burn in South Africa. So again, I bought two tickets. And then I invited a girl that I worked with because I literally chose Chloe because she liked reading. She was really smart and she liked to work out. She liked to travel and she liked festivals. I'm like, all right, let's go. There you go. So we went to Africa burn and that's when I did acid again. And that's when I remember seeing the whole sky was like covered in grids of like energy. And that was just like that week truly reset my brain in the best way. I was like, oh my gosh, like we should live like this always. It's kind of like similar energy to like Shambhala. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And so then I went back to Canada after that and I was working and I, and I bought tickets to Shambhala again. And then I went, got tickets to Burning Man and I went with all the people I'd met at Africa Burn. And, um, but yeah, I just, I kept doing these like crazy trips where I was like opening my mind more and more. And I was like loving myself more, releasing so much anxiety and, really, I realized like so much anxiety comes from just doing what's not aligned with you. Mm-hmm. Like if you're working a job just to go through the motions to make money for somebody else, like that's in no way fun to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so sad that people are really like told like, you have to go to school and do this and do that. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I just was having all these experiences. And then I started like sharing my experiences more and more. And I remember at first I was like calling myself a psychedelic advocate just because I didn't know how to make this into a job. Mm -hmm. And then I had this trip where I did five grams of mushrooms at a cottage. And I remember meeting Ganesha and that was fucking crazy. And then that really got me into spirituality. And I actually like love the Hindu tradition so much. Like I always have Hindu deities come to me in trips. Um, And then from there, like everything kind of, I feel like it all just fell into place. Like I ended up visiting a girl in California who had become best friends with a burning man. And then I was telling this mushroom Ganesha story to her boyfriend. Um, And he's like, oh my gosh, you need to get involved with this organization called Thank You Plant Medicine. They're an organization working to destigmatize the use of plant medicines and psychedelics for healing and transformation. Mm -hmm. A lot of words. But uh, so I started volunteering with them and then I already had tickets to Envision Music Festival. So I like that was like my thing always going to festivals and retreats. Um, And 
Yeah, so I had a ticket for that. So I went down there. I actually ended up um, camping with a girl that I worked with in Toronto. She's super cool. But I also was with like the thank you plant medicine people because so many of them were like living in Costa Rica. I think the founder is Costa Rican. Um, And there was like so many uh, advocates and people working in the psychedelic community. And they had this um, big day called thank you plant medicine coming out day where people around the world uh, were sharing their experiences online. And there was this huge thing at Envision, you know, with like Paul Stamets and um, this woman named Atosa. She actually has the, she's the leader of, fuck, there's a big Amazon conservation program. She's an indigenous woman. So yeah, it was this whole thing with all these like psychedelic leaders and scientists and researchers and indigenous people. And they were all coming together to just like share their experiences. And then, you know, I had a lot of like psychedelic experiences with them at the festival. (laughs) And um, some of them were really hard, like really challenging trips, actually. Like one night I had like a 24 hour acid trip, which was just too much because the first 12 hours were so fun. But this is why I always tell people don't mix weed and psychedelics Mm -hmm. because for some people like myself, it like fucks the trip so bad. Mm -hmm. Like it just, I, I don't know. It was like, I was starting to, you know, be sober. And I was like, I want to bring the trip back. So I started smoking all this weed. And then it just like fucked me up for another 12 hours. But yeah, so I had all these challenging experiences. Um, But it like taught me so much about like what I don't want, what I do want. And I remember this one woman, she actually has a mushroom um, retreat center in the Netherlands where mushrooms are legal. And she was like, we were on the dance floor dancing to a tile, one of my favorite DJs. This is why we bonded. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you want to, like, she's like, what do you want? Like, do you want to work in a psychedelic community? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, then you just have to tell that to the universe. I was like, okay. And then I went back to Canada and I was like, fuck this place. <laughs> like I'm leaving. And I was actually, I had tickets to go to Africa burn again. And I was like, I'm going to go to Africa burn and figure it out. And the pandemic happened and then all the signs just were pointing to me to go to Costa Rica. Like, I truly believe like, like my intuition knew that I had to come here. Like one thing would just lead to another. It's like, um, I would talk to people. They'd mention Costa Rica. I started talking to, you know, other friends who'd been at Envision who were still in Costa Rica and life down here during the pandemic was so chill. It was like very open like it's the jungle. Like, I don't know if you can see properly, but I literally live in the right out your door. (laughs) Like it's kind of crazy. So, and yeah, it's like everybody who was like into what I was into, which is like psychedelics and festivals and just making the world a better place. And then, um, I was doing this online course because I also was like super into spirituality at this point. I was doing an online course called new earth university. Um, it was actually with an Alaska shaman and two um, coaches who were living in Costa Rica with this shaman. And they talked about like quantum leaping Ooh. and they were like, you have to come up with a quantum leap. And I was like, my quantum leap will be moving to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And cause that was like the thing that scared me the most, mm-hmm. but yeah, then I did it. As soon as the borders opened, I was like, I can't be in Canada. I can't be here for lockdowns. Like if that happens, um, so yeah, so then I moved here and I've just been figuring it out since it's like really scary 
but I started sitting with ayahuasca in November, 2020. And ayahuasca was like, you can do anything. And I was like, well, I always wanted to like do YouTube. Um, but I would have been like scared that no one would listen to me. Um, but I guess people have listened to me. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> you have over a hundred thousand, you know, followers on TikTok. You have very entertaining videos about all your trips and experiences. Um, but yeah, it's very brave of you to take that jump and go to Costa Rica. I know you were scared. And it's the same thing with YouTube. You just got to jump. <laughs> like I waited for years to start my channel and I finally did it. Still got to make more videos, but it's all about getting through that fear because fear is not real. <laughs> yeah. Fear is but not like, real. Okay. I actually haven't even like been on YouTube since like March, 2021. Cause I started YouTube. I made three videos and then I switched to TikTok. Cause like, I don't, I don't like Adobe Premiere Pro. I don't like editing. My laptop's also kind of fucked up. So I just love TikTok. Um, but I need to get back on there. And like, I kind of stopped posting like my popular content for a long time on TikToks. I got nervous about community guidelines. And then, gosh, yeah. So I kind of like started switching to like hosting, like doing stuff in person. Um, Cause I was like, okay, I have this amazing community but I don't want to lose it online. So I'll just start bringing the current community together in person. <laughs> yes. Do talk about your retreats. Oh yeah. So I'd wanted to do retreats for like a really long time. So, cause like I've been on this crazy spiritual journey down here, including like sitting with ayahuasca. It truly like, it opens your mind so much. It's like a really hard journey. I feel like some people don't realize how hard it is. Mm. it really is all about like integrating what you learn um but yeah ayahuasca truly was like you can do anything you want like we create our own reality we all choose to come back to earth to experience life as humans to learn lessons and to grow um vibrate at the frequency you want to attract um life's a video game all that kind of stuff <laughs> and I remember talking to my coach after the ceremonies. And this is all stuff she had told me. These are all concepts that I feel like we hear, but I feel like you need to fully embody it and be shown it to get it. Mm -hmm. Like we are all one, everything's connected. Like everything's frequency and vibration. Like everything's love. Life's a video game. Mm -hmm. Like I'd heard this stuff, but like, I didn't get it. And then I went in ceremony and my intention had been to connect with the universe, my higher self. And then I got it and I was messaging my coach after I'm like, Christina, like, can I really believe in myself? Like, can I really do whatever I want? Yeah. She's like, yes. She's like, literally wherever you put your energy, like that's where magic happens. Like once, and this is what I like preach about now in my retreats and like online. I'm like, when you get clear about what your most aligned purpose is, which I'm so grateful to both the beautiful trips and the challenging trips, like showing me like who I am. Like when you're clear on that, that's when you start manifesting and experiencing like miracles and magic. Um, Definitely. I don't know. So yeah. So I don't know. So I started with like the whole TikTok thing. I actually lived in Guatemala for six months last year. So oh. when I was in Guatemala, I was more focused on TikTok. Um, and that was kind of just what I was doing, just growing my account. But then I sat with peyote in a peyote ceremony um, on the day of the dead in Guatemala. Ooh. And that ceremony was so fucking hard because I was so sick. Like, oh, geez. I just kept, 
I kept drinking peyote all night long because I thought it was going to be like ayahuasca. Um, Ooh. And it wasn't. Have you had, have you done peyote? I have not. I have not tried it. Okay. Okay. So it's a cactus plant medicine for anyone who doesn't know. And when you do a small amount, it's very like heart opening. You feel so connected. It's not so trippy though. And, um, but in a ceremony, you drink a lot of it and it's more of like a masculine energy. It's very like grounded in reality. Whereas like with ayahuasca, you're like in the universe having your experience with peyote though. So I thought it was going to be like that. So I was kind of like sitting there and whenever the shaman would offer more peyote, I would go take it, even though not many people kept going up Ugh. because I was like waiting. I was like waiting for this vision for the visuals to happen, but I made my intention to like, let go. Cause I always have an intention to like, let go of things not serving me to like, let go of limiting beliefs and this and that. And so my intention was to let go. And I was so sick for 12 hours straight. Oh like my. it was so bad. Like I was just like literally throwing up in the middle of the jungle. It went all night long. Cause I hadn't even realized that peyote ceremonies go all night long till like 8am. Oh, um, yeah, that was really bad. But after that, I really felt so much lighter and I really did get rid of so many limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, like, like, people will come. If I, if I make an event, people will come. And then I was like, fuck, like I can do whatever. So it really like helped me get rid of that imposter syndrome. And then I was like, I need to move back to Costa Rica. So I moved back to Costa Rica at the end of November. And like the whole retreat thing happened so fast, which is why it's like, I know this is what I'm really meant to be doing. Like bringing people together. It's like, it's crazy. Like I'm not like, I think it's important. Like, I'm so proud of myself. It really is changing people's lives. Um, also mine too. But yeah, like I'd been on like a dance floor in December and it was a full moon and I was like manifesting. I asked my friends, like, what are you manifesting? And they all told me. And I'm like, I'm manifesting that by the end of this weekend, I find a retreat center. And then at the end of that night, I'm at some like random villa party in the jungle and I meet a woman and we talked for two hours. And at the end of our conversation, she said, like, what do you do here? I'm like, oh, I, I do TikTok. I also want to host retreats, but I don't have a retreat center. She's like, oh my God, I'm the manager at a retreat center. There you so, go. Yeah. So then I went and like saw the retreat center and I actually didn't end up going with this retreat center, but because I thought I had one, mm-hmm. I started planning it. I literally like I I wanted a co-host and I wanted someone who does all the stuff that I don't do. It's like, I love the spiritual stuff. I love the ceremony. I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm not going to be like, I'm not the person that's, you know, the, the floaty, whatever, airy fairy one, like doing the ceremonies. Yeah. But I, I knew this girl who I met through Instagram and she, um, she's like an amazing yoga teacher and she actually was a psilocybin ceremony facilitator in the Netherlands. Again, like everything's like legal over there. Um, so I messaged her and I was like, Hey, would you ever come to Costa Rica to host a retreat with me? And she's like, yeah, for sure. And like three weeks later she was here. Um, and we literally like, I started sharing my, about my retreat on January 6th and was full by the 11th. And so then I did the one in March, which was for women. 
Um, and we have like this really awesome retreat center here that we use. And then um, right actually before my first retreat started, I got contacted by another amazing um, spiritual content creator. She's actually a pretty well-known spiritual content creator named Lutha J. So she's a spiritual manifestation coach. And we've been friends on TikTok for a while. She's like, hey, like, would you host a retreat? But for like TikTok creators. And I was like, yeah, for sure. But I can't start reaching out to people for another two, like for two weeks, like when my retreat is done. Um, so and she's like, that's fine. Like, we'll make it happen. So then um, my regular retreats are by application and we interview everybody. Um, and we interview everybody for the creator retreats as well. But those are by invite. Like I invited you to it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people, like I was just like asking the universe. I was like, bring me the right people. And I go on the for you page and like, look at like, I just like find cool creators through there that I would reach out to. Um, and I, like, I was definitely so sad. I couldn't come because my for you page started sending me like all the people that were on this <laughs> your retreat. And uh-huh. I was and. I saw this girl who said like she left like all her stuff behind like her relationship and uh her job and she came here and like she feels like she met her soul family starting her life over again I was like wow this is so beautiful (laughs) I was like and I just kept getting all these uh TikToks of people on the trip I was like wow this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like I'm so grateful yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we're doing another one now, February, 2023. We're going to do it actually at Selva, which is like, so that's the property where we brought everybody from the retreat to for like a mini festival. Cause okay. So my retreats, they are a mix of the spiritual. I think, okay. First off, I think everything is spiritual, <laughs> but it's a mix of the more like traditional, like spiritual modalities, but also with like the fun festival vibe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do like daily workshops on things like shadow work, confidence, business, um, self-love. We kind of like cater the workshops to whoever's coming. And actually during the creator retreat, a number of the creators wanted to share their own gifts. So Lutha, for example, she's a spiritual manifestation coach. She did a manifestation workshop. Valerie Inez, who's an amazing, like, so she's a, a shadow work coach and she's also a psychic and Reiki practitioner. So she did something about shadow work because she has a, an incredible shadow work book. Um, and then we did like, oh, and then Walter, he's um, a microdosing coach and a breath work coach. So he led us in like breath work one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so we also do these awesome like workshops, lots of time in nature. Um, we always have like lots of ecstatic dance. Do you know ecstatic dance? I do not, but I'm guessing it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay. So it's essentially ecstatic dance is this kind of dance where, so there'll be an awesome like DJ playing actually one of my best friends. He's a really incredible DJ. Um, he always DJs for me at my retreats. So we'll play like, um, a set where the music is kind of more like say down tempo, but it kind of takes you on like a whole journey of like all your emotions. So it's about just like dancing, like freely, no judgment. So no judgment of yourself or others. It's just like moving how it feels good. And it's very like meditative. And um, you really do feel that connection to like nature and the universe. And um, usually you'll do like a cacao ceremony beforehand. Um, 
So cacao is ceremonial cacao. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's essentially what eventually gets processed a ton of times in order to make chocolate. Mm. But when it's in its like actual pure form and not had a bunch of like additives and things in it, it's like a very pure ceremonial cacao. And it's very like heart opening. Um, so like, it's, it's so crazy because people are like, oh, it's just cacao. But you really do like feel more in tune with your body and your emotions. And it really does open your heart. So usually you'll have like a little ceremony and, you know, setting intentions and you pray to like the four directions. Um, again, I don't host the cacao ceremony. I always have somebody else do that. Um, but um, yeah, so my friend Linnea, she hosts cacao ceremony. So she did that for us. Um, and actually, if you are on, say, some sort of like plant medicine, like on mushrooms or peyote, um, if you mix it with cacao, like it will boost like a micro, like the microdose or whatever it is. So you'll even feel extra like heart opened, whatever it is. Um, so that's just like, if people want to do that in, I don't know, in their life <laughs> at some point. Um, but yeah, so we all do an ecstatic dance and then we always bring people to like a little mini festival event. So um, my friends have this, they, my friends actually own Envision Music Festival and they have a second property though called Selva. Mm. So Selva is like a smaller property, but they always throw like mini festivals there. So I brought everybody to a mini festival. There's an ecstatic dance in the beginning. And then it was like, you know, party all night kind of vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, it's so fun. And that's actually where I'm going to host my retreat next February for the creators with Lefa. Um, Cause self is fucking beautiful. And it's really cool. Like how everything's happened so fast. Cause I remember in November, my friend who owns Envision, she drove me back from the airport to our area. And I was like, yeah, like I really want to host retreats. Like it would be amazing to one day host at Selva, but like, I can't even like, that would be a long way away. <laughs> and so it's so cool that already, like, I'm going to be hosting one there. Cause like I, in like December, January, that seemed like something that would take me years and years to get on that level. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this really cool online community of like all these like amazing creators. And again, like, as you know, we literally messaged you like a week and a half before to invite you. <laughs> We're like, I'm like so grateful that like we actually filled the retreat in such a short amount of time. Um, but I know that like, you know, many people do need more time. So now I'm like, okay, now, like, now all these awesome creators we've talked to, like now if they want, they actually have like, you know, however many months it is to like get their stuff sorted. So, yeah, definitely tell yeah. us. Unfortunately, Zoom is about to close in on me, but definitely tell us where people can find you on social media to go to your retreats. Oh, okay. So, oh my goodness. So my next one is coming up. I'm hosting actually with Maddie Maple. So Maddie, she's an incredible confidence and business coach. She came to my March retreat. She's also, sorry, my April retreat. She's also a content creator, but then our visions are very aligned. Um, Even like with like the festival, like we both love like, the fun, but also the serious side of things. Um, so I invited her to host a retreat with me. Um, but yeah, in order to come to our retreat, so it is by application. 
um, unless you're a creator, then reach out. <laughs> but uh, you can find me on TikTok at Bianca CP underscore underscore. When I created that username, I didn't know TikTok would become my job. <laughs> um, but it's the same on Instagram, Bianca CP underscore underscore. I'd say like for my retreat information, message me on Instagram. Like I add everybody back, to be honest. Like if I get a DM being like, Hey, I'm interested in this thing. Like I'll add you back. We can like talk, I'll add you on WhatsApp. Um, we not, we're not sure about like where our next retreats are going to be yet. We have to like get together and decide because, um, July, August, September, October, it's going to be too rainy here. Um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I need to start posting more on there. TikTok. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and everyone, don't forget to pick up some goods from Happy Valley when you want to unlock the premium cannabis experience. Visit the Happy Valley store in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code DOPE. Thank you so much, Bianca, for taking the time to be here today. And I hope you have an amazing time. Thank I'll you. Be. Sorry for going on so many tangents. <laughs> Good. Ooh. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.